You're listening to episode 50 of the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I'll share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Alazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today we have a special episode because mainly um, the guest of today, I already invited him to come to discuss with me on March 2020 uh, or April because it's just after. Uh, but uh, with some news that happened, I had, to, I had decided to invite him earlier. So it's Risha Julian from udamed.eu. And uh, he was with me on episode 25, where we discussed about Udamed, what is Udamed, uh, and all the information that we were discussing there were, uh, or were, are still relevant, if I can say. But we have some new information to share with you. So, Richard, welcome back to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Thanks, Bonaire. It's my pleasure, Dan. Again, like you said, didn't expect to be here before 2020, so it's the MDR roller coaster. Yeah, great. So uh, just maybe for people that don't know you, just uh, maybe a small introduction, and then we can inform people of what is happening behind the curtain. Okay, okay. As Monir said, my name is Richard Hullahan. I'm 25 plus years in IT, eight years working with Udemed. Now I'm with Udemed.eu, where we provide training, support, consultancy, software to help with your, um, your data preparations, etc. That's That's pretty much it. Pretty much. Good. So, um, Richard, uh, as we discussed together, uh, we had, I think, I don't remember, we had two weeks ago um, a discussion on LinkedIn when we heard about something and said, what's happening here? Uh, so, mainly it's the delay of Udamed. So, we got information that it will be delayed of two years, so until uh, May 2022. So, I wanted to come back to this information, to this breaking news. And to check with you again, what was the way to communicate that? How, how it was communicated to the public? It was very bizarre. There was um, a certificates working group with the, with the commission and industry representatives and say, 20, 25 people in a room. And one of the guys from the commission casually mentioned that there was going to be a delay. And... Before the meeting was over, I'm getting messages on LinkedIn, I'm getting texts, emails start coming in. Then there was a, a forum in Germany, and they mentioned it was delayed as well. And next thing, people are saying, oh, MDR is delayed. So the whole, the whole internet exploded. I'm getting bombarded with people asking me questions. I didn't want to comment on it, same as you, same as a lot of the other people who actually know what's going on. Didn't want to comment about it until it was um, confirmed. Yeah. And then the commission, uh, the, uh, maybe the following week or within, say, 10 days approximately, one of the representatives from the commission mentioned at one of the conferences that, oh, yeah, Udemand is delayed until 202X. Okay. The X is interesting because it's not very precise. It's even less precise. And then about a week later, on one of the commission's um, websites, They put up that it's delayed 
until May 26, 2022, which is exactly the same date, coincidentally, that the IVDR becomes applicable. Exactly. There's nothing from the MDCG yet. So there's nothing that's come through the main confirmation channels from the Commission. We all know it's delayed. I mean, that's a, that's a certainty. But normally you get something definite. And there is an MDCG meeting today. So maybe there'll be a communication after that. I don't know. Yeah, so just for the story, I, I got like you, uh, I got some messages on LinkedIn about that. And uh, everybody was asking me, I mean, I shared that with people. I said, I heard about that. I don't know if it's true or not. And people were asking me the sources. And I just said, yeah, it's coming from apparently a, a meeting in, in Germany, that uh, conference in Germany that is happening, etc. And But I said, yeah, let's wait for an official communication from from the from the European Commission before to really uh, go through that. But yeah, as you mentioned, there was a lot of messages coming out. And at one point, there was this message like, oh, maybe you'd MD, if you damage is delayed, maybe MDR is delayed. And I said, no, it's not possible, but uh, let's, let's see. I mean, we never know. And uh, yeah, well, I discussed with you, I discussed with other people, and I saw also the message from, uh, from uh, Basil Lacra from Chiefsuit that also yeah, great video. made a small video on LinkedIn saying, hey guys, Udamed is delayed, but MDR is not delayed. So which was really clear for, for everybody. But yeah, there was, I mean, I, I think the way of communicating that was not really uh, great Awful. or there was maybe Awful. some adjustment to do or to that. And one of, one, of the pro- one of the problems is when these rumors start, somebody reads, oh, MDR is delayed. And they, they immediately stop doing things. And it, it's completely wrong. MDR is not delayed. It's not going to be delayed. It still is applicable from March or from May 26, 2020. Um, now, there was rumors of a delay to do with the move from one director's DG Grow to DG Salty, where the medical devices are moving across. We expected maybe six months. But this, this two-year delay is phenomenal. But yeah. um, we also have to clarify to the audience that um, this UDAMED delay was planned on the regulation. It's not something that comes yes. out of the blue. It was something that is planned. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, and I've got some notes here in front of me. It's why I keep looking away. I actually have a lot of notes in front of me. But it's, it's Article 123. And Article 123 of the regulation refers to if Udamed is not fully functional. And it basically says that they can have um, delays of up to six months plus. But the delay doesn't affect the date of MDR applying. It only affects the UDMED software. It's the final part of the whole regulation where you upload your data, you add your data, but everything else, all the other regulations, all the other certificate requirements, all the other um, legal requirements that are in there, they all apply starting May 26th. There's no doubt about any of this. But as you said, it was in the legislation and there was the possibility of it. But there's no possibility to delay the regulations. Yeah, no, it's clear. And uh, I think this is a clear message to send to people to say, guys, continue with your projects, continue uh, to, uh, to make all your transition to the MDR. Um, yeah. And maybe something that could be interesting. I mean, I, I hear also a lot of people that are asking me, but... Um, this delay is a delay of two years. What are the consequences 
uh, to the manufacturers what they should do now because now there is a lot of things that ha they had to do with Udamed that they cannot do, if I can say, because it will not exist at the time of implementation of the uh, medical yeah. regulation. So what's, what's the consequences to them? Well, the, fir the first piece, and I'm going to actually quote a bit from Article 90. <coughs> Excuse me. Until Udamed is fully functional, the corresponding provisions from the directives, um, and I'm not going to read the directives, shall continue to apply for the purpose of meeting obligations laid down in provisions of X. That means the first consequence is MDD still applies. Okay. Anything to do with UDMED, anything to do with the reporting, it still applies. End of story. So people so, have to have to report the same way they were doing yeah. With MDD. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. So the first the first consequence. And I said this in the article I published, I said this to you, I've said it to a lot of people. It's like a Christmas present from the commission. Yeah, clear. <laughs> because, and they don't give Christmas presents very often, by the way. Because there's a huge amount of companies that hadn't started on their projects. A huge amount of them had this idea, hey, we're supplying data to the FDA, we're good. And on the, on the trade, and I'll mention the training sessions, on the training sessions that we do, these companies come in and they think that it's going to be like the FDA. And they're absolutely shocked by the level of complexity within Udemy. So the biggest consequence is companies now have the time to proceed with their projects. If they foolishly, and I say foolishly advised with an advisory, but if they foolishly wait and go, hey, we're going to come back in no two years' time, about six months before Udamed is ready, and we've only got five or six thousand devices or two or three thousand. It's a huge mistake, massive mistake, because when Udamed goes live, every single MDR device is still going to have to get uploaded. Okay. All your basic UDIs, your UDIDIs, all the container packages, market information—you have to keep all that information. So you're going to have to build that up in a spreadsheet, in a database, whatever, in advance. So where are you going to put the information? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you have to keep it. So you either use a, a spreadsheet template, like we're, we're going to be providing, or you create your own database and try and get it to mimic as much as possible the Udamed layout. So you mean, you mean that all those information, um, even if Udamed is not live, you should keep all those information and upload them to Udamed when it will go live. Is it correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of, the, one of the biggest things about Udamed and one of the biggest things to do with the whole regulations and the whole vision behind it all is full traceability. Okay. The commission, the member states, they all want all the information. They don't want all the information that happened after we put this live. They want all the information to do with the, the ties to the regulation. So as soon as you are MDR compliant, then yeah. you have to keep all the information and upload them to Udamed yes. when it will go live. When, when eventually it goes live. Yeah. But I mean, this also affects the, um, the vigilance data. Okay. If you have a vigilance uh, incident with your MDR device, the commission and the member states are not going to turn around and go, oh, look, it doesn't matter that Udamed wasn't ready. No, you will be expected, you will be obliged to upload all this. So somewhere along the way, you are going to have to keep everything, but keep it in a, 
The easiest way to keep is to, is to keep it in a good format that makes uploading it easier for you. So rather than spreading it around all the different systems that people have now, it should it should actually be still part of your collating the data project. Yeah, you, you make me a bit afraid when you are saying you have to collect that on an Excel sheet and have a spreadsheet and this and that, because where, I mean, is it really a controlled document? Is it something that we can be sure that all the information are collected correctly? Is it something that I can trust when I will be having to upload all those information in, in UDAML? This is something that companies have to be really careful uh, when they are trying to uh, fill those information, uh, that yeah. it's controlled, it's uh, maybe versionized, I don't know, but doc control should be really one of the key for keeping these documents um, um, up to, up to date, if I can say. Yeah, I mean, one of, one of the big questions that's kind of hanging out there as well is, are you going to have to keep all the versions of the product? So if you have multiple versions of UDIDI X before 2022, are you only going to have to upload your latest version or will you actually have to keep all the versions of it? That's, that's, that's a very good question, actually. Um, as for whether you keep it in a, a fixed database or in, a, in a, some sort of template, the template can be used for the final preparation of the data to be pushed up. But again, the decision about the versions, that's another, uh, another question. Because even, when you put, even if you had, say, three or four versions, you will not be able to upload those all at the same time. You'll only be able to upload one version at a time. So again, it adds another complication into the into the whole um, into the whole argument. So um, we also discussed about um, on Udamed there are some information that are key uh, to upload on the Udamed. Uh, so there are some information like the basic UDIDI, like and also some information that we should get, like the SRN number and this and that. So how will it work now that we don't have Udamed? <laughs> Um, there's, one, there's multiple questions in there, Monair. There's multiple yeah, I questions. Know. <laughs> um, okay, your, your, your basic UDI and your UDI-DIs. You're going you're to have to create the groups. Okay. Basic UDI is the parent and then all the UDI-DIs underneath. This is, this is part of your, um, your MDR transition anyway. So you've not, you have to do this. So you might as well do it in some sort of a managed way where you are tracking the information. Um, the risk classes. The risk classes are unbelievably important to Nudimed because they affect other fields. The certain data elements that are required based on your, um, your selection of a risk class. And for argument's sake, if you select risk class, class, class one, I think it's class one. And again, I might be wrong on the right number of the class, but when you select implantable, if you select yes, then you have a different question that's mandatory. If you select implantable no, then it goes to a different question. So the understanding of the likes of the business rules in advance, some of the business rules, not all of them, obviously, but it'll also help you when you're putting together your, your, your data. Now, for the SRN, that's a whole different ballgame because okay. you cannot get an SRN without Udemy being there. The SRN is a generated number from within Udemet. It's your uh, two-digit country code, hyphen, 
your your role manufacturer importer whatever then a hyphen and then up to nine digits but that is generated by Udemed. you cannot get it from a competent authority you, someone sent on LinkedIn at one stage that you could send a stamped addressed envelope to your competent authority and they would email they would send you back the the uh, the code no they can't the whole process for Udemed, for the SRN is the economic operator registers. Then they get validated. Uh, if you're not EU, it's um, validated first by the authorized representative and then by the competent authority. As soon as the competent authority validates you, your SRN is created. Pure and simple. No Udemed, no SRN. But this then has a, has a bit of an issue with the notified bodies because some of the notified bodies already are asking for the SRN. And I don't know if they just don't understand where the SRN comes from, but nobody can give the SRN. So there is going to be an issue with the, with the notified bodies as to how you're going to get the certificates if you can't, um, if you can't, if you can't supply the, the, the SRN, because you're not going to get it until Udemet goes live. Great. Um, this is uh, a great information for manufacturers that should really understand um, this mechanism of how to get the SRN and um, who can get it and the fact that Udamed was uh, the place where you should get that. Um, you talked at the beginning about this MDCG group or a meeting that is happening. Will there, will there be some announcement or some more information coming out of this or what, what, do we expect something out of that or not? God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> because a lot of the time these MDCG meetings happen behind closed doors. Everybody is sworn to secrecy. I was, at, I was at a few of them. And there's tons of people in there. There's, there's like there's 50, 60, 70, 80 people in there. Okay. All the member states supply, some of the industry groups get in there. Everybody's sworn to secrecy. And it's one of the strange things where there's a little whispering afterwards, but the majority of information is in there. I'm hoping the MDCG will publish something. Um, and hopefully there'll be a little bit more clarity on... The, the articles within the legislation that are affected because of the delay. I mean, the main article 123 has, I think it's about 15, 16 separate articles that are affected if Udemed is delayed. So and I, I was trying to go through it last week and it wrecked your head. No, I can, I can imagine that. So I'm, I'm hoping that the MDCG published something. Yeah, so um, the MDCG already published some information. I think those information are still valid, I suppose. Um, yeah. But maybe here is more about uh, the consequence of the delay, what they should, maybe some guidance on what manufacturers should do um, on how to uh, get maybe some information that uh, should be provided to notified bodies, as we mentioned, etc. Cetera, et cetera. So just putting some light, if I can say, in our darkness. Yeah. yeah. Just, to see where, where, where manufacturers should go and, and uh, yeah, what they should do uh, really for, for still being compliant. This is really the issue is how can we still be compliant uh, with that, knowing that there was already a lot of requirements with the new medical device regulation and a lot of unknowns, a lot of things that we discover month after month. Uh, and now with that, it's also providing more confusion, if I can say, to, 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 the, to the industry. There is, there is one other unknown. Okay. And I'm just flicking around my notes here while, while, while you're talking. And one in particular is that I understand that there's some competent authorities that are making their own version of Udemed. 
Oh, it's their own, really? own in-house um, system. And their initial idea was they could download all the devices to their systems. So that if, for argument's sake, in the very unlikely situation that the, the commission system goes down, at least the competent authorities have all the information in-house. Okay. Okay. Now, what they were doing is they were making a system that was basically duplicating. The commission didn't want them to do it, but member states still wanted to be 100% sure of themselves. So this was a duplicate of Udemy. So one of the things I'm not sure of is, are these competent authorities going to insist on receiving all the MDR information in the same format as they were going to receive it from Udemy? Okay. So either way, the, either way, I think the manufacturers need to be very, very careful in their projects. They need to keep preparing. This, this waiting could actually cause a whole load of trouble for them. Okay. I hope they will uh, really inform that ahead and not just uh, pop out the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before the NDI is, is live. Because at, at the moment, you have to supply all your data to multiple competent authorities. Every market you have to supply. That's still going to happen. And if some of them happen to have their own version of Udemy, then I think there could be a risk in there that companies are, being, are going to be told, well, you have to give us all this information now. Okay. Um, I won't give you the competent authority names, okay. just in case you don't go public with it, but there is at least two that I know of that are doing it. Okay, so uh, yeah, let's see about that. But uh, as, we, as we said also, um, don't stop your projects, continue no. uh, no. to build your system, continue to collect your data on the different uh, different formats. I mean, you have uh, during our last uh, episode, so episode 25 again, uh, for people that want to go there, uh, you were talking about the different formats or different uh, templates that people have to uh, have to fill uh, to be ready. It's more, it was more about collecting all those data upfront and then when it's live, you can just download them there and uh, there is some kind of um, uh, Test if I can say to verify that the, the data are correct and that um, that there is no issue uh, for the Udamed uh, version. So they should continue to do that. Is correct? Absolutely, hundred um, percent. One one of the issues people are having is how to how to lay the data data out, how to actually gather it together. Because the FDA, you can put everything on one straight line in the spreadsheet, no problem, nice and simple. Other regulatory systems, again, nice and simple, one line. But there are so many um, sections in Udemy where you might be able to add multiple records. Um, storage and handling, for argument's sake. You've got your UDI, the storage or the UDIDI, the storage and handling might have multiple pieces in it. So you can't put all that in one line on a spreadsheet. Otherwise, you're duplicating tons and tons of data. So again, this is one of the main questions that I'm asked at the, at the training sessions. How do we set it up? So, like I said earlier, this is one of the reasons why we're putting together the, our template and we're going to supply that as well. Hopefully, within a couple of weeks, this is all going to be sorted. I've been painstakingly going through things. But the biggest thing, and I keep saying it, anywhere you see me talking, I keep saying, keep going with your projects. Don't stop because it's far more complex than you give it credit for. Yeah, it's a Christmas present. Don't miss it. Oh, Thank yeah. You. And, and use this chance to uh, be really uh, compliant. And one thing that we, we um, have also to say here is the fact that uh, there can be also some disadvantage to have this delay is the fact that 
when we are going to May 2022, we'll have everything coming at the same time. MDR, so MDD will be there also, MDR, IVDR, because IVDR will yeah. be live at that time also, plus uh, before they were thinking about releasing module per module, and now it will be all the module at once. So May 2022 will be the day, I mean, there will be the month where all full Udamed will be released at once and everybody will rush there. MDR manufacturers, IVDR manufacturers, etc., etc. So how do you see that? Um, from, an IT, from an IT perspective, like I said, my background is, is IT. I think it is terrifying because if they opened it up in March 2020, then we would have had, we'd have had a lot of data. But we've had the basic UDI, the UDIDIs, and it would have steadily gone in. I mean, we're looking at 80,000 companies. We're looking at 320,000 users. They were the, the estimates that we had in the commission. But because they're going for the big bang approach now, right? You've got MDR, like you said, MDR, MDD, IVDR. That's fine. They're just the devices. But then you have all the incident reports on your mirror forms. The mirror form is huge. Well, the equivalent of 10 A4 pages, an obscene amount of data. So every single incident that's happened for those two years is going to have to be uploaded. Your FSCAs, the just clinical investigations, everything. And within the clinical investigations as well, the sponsors can actually get access to Udemed. So that's another group that are going to have to get access. So our estimate of the 80,000 immediately exponentially increases. Um, from an IT perspective, I think it is absolutely terrifying. And to be the poor fella sitting there, fella or girl, sitting there supporting this in the first few weeks that it goes live, I don't think they will get an ounce of sleep. Okay. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. I, I, it would have been far more clever to stage it. It would have been far more clever if they actually went to the industry and said, okay, can we get companies starting with the letter A to F for the first two weeks? But they could have staged it. But the Big Bang? Yeah. Uh, no, Udemed will be able to handle it. I guarantee you this. But when you upload your data, you might actually sit there for a week or two getting no response back that was brought in because all the data is going to sit in a pile and then Udemed will pull it bit by bit. But yeah, again, should be communicated. Yeah, exactly. So let's wait for this MDCG uh, group communication and see if there is more information about that. And yeah. um, you are here also to help those manufacturers. So udamed.eu is here to, to help them. And as we discussed last time, uh, you were providing some training. So what is now, how is it going now, your, the training situation for you? Um, the, tra the training will be fascinating because... Initially, we started off just doing a technical training, which was aimed at the, the IT teams because they might have that experience of data exchange, things like that, plus the, the various complexities. But some of the people that came said, oh, sorry, it's, it's a bit too technical. So then we launched the non-technical version where I dilute down all the IT into, into plain English. And everybody comes in with real happy faces and they're delighted. And some of them have a lot of questions. We have one guy from the States that came in, real gentleman. He had 18 questions, another guy, 14 questions from Germany. And I said, look, 
we'll leave some, we'll ask questions as we go along, but we'll leave the poll until the end. By the time we get to the end, nobody has any questions. Okay. But what they what happens at the end of the training is now they understand what the commission is looking for. So do you mean there is no more happy? Do you mean there is no more happy faces? Or? <laughs> now they actually are a little bit more worried about the scale of the project. Because when, when you look at some of the documents, you're like, ah, yeah, it's a bit of IT, we can handle that. But it's not just IT, because it's the business units that are supposed to tell IT what they want. So the IT have to understand it, but also the business units have to understand it. This is a change program. Um, but everybody that has come through so far has agreed that they completely misunderstood how complex it was. Initially, we were just doing the training courses in Brussels, and because I'm from Galway in Ireland, I ran a couple there as well. But what we've decided to do in 2020 is do a, a roadshow. Okay. So that was, which is great. So do you have uh, some dates now or some, some cities where you are going? Yes, absolutely. And i got to read them because there's a few of them. Early 2020, we're going to do Tutlingen, and I apologize. Yeah, it's yeah I apologize it. for the pronunciation. Yeah. We're going to do Naples in Italy, Stockholm, Sweden. In the US, we're going to do Boston and possibly Washington, and then come back and do Berlin and The Hague. At the end of the summer, then we're going to go back to the US again and do Salt Lake City, Orange County, and up into San Francisco. But the whole idea of us going around rather than getting everybody to come to us is to keep their costs down. Yeah. So if there's a city that we're missing that enough people want to put on a, a training, I, I'll go there. If there's a company who doesn't want to talk in front of other people, which has also been the case because we go in-house as well because some companies want everything um, more personalized and confidential, we'll go to them as well. Um, and again, general questions, things like that, just come to us. I mean, everything to do with Udemy is what we've been involved in for so long at this stage. We'll, we, we help people out as much as we can as well. No, I think it's great. So if you heard one of your city, please consider to go to uh, this training with uh, Richard Julian because uh, it has really a lot of value to provide. Uh, it, will help, it will help you really to be ready for your projects, to be ready for the MDR or IVDR, and then to be uh, in the best place possible uh, against your competition. So um, then, um, Richard, is there something else that uh, you want to provide to the audience? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll provide you with a, a document later where I'm gonna, I'll put a little uh, promo code in there. Oh. So anybody, anybody who's watched this and they supply the promo code when, we're, um, when they're doing a booking for the training, we give them a 5% discount. Good. And we call it we call it Monir's Christmas present. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. So yeah, people, please go to the show notes. Uh, as soon as Richard send me this document, I will put that on the show notes. You'll just have to download it and you'll get some uh, some great information and uh, this promo code also from uh, from Richard if you are uh, interested to attend one of uh, of his trainings. So 
please don't miss this opportunity because really it's a chance for you. Uh, as we said, we have a Christmas present where we have this delay of Udamed. If you had not started a project, you should start it now. And before to start, make a training so with Richard so that he can really uh, teach you what you should do and how you should structure your projects and, and everything. So uh, please don't miss that. So Richard, just maybe for people, where can they follow up with you? Um, website, udamed.eu, LinkedIn, uh, search search for Richard Houlihan. You'll find it, or you just search for Udamed and we'll appear. <laughs> yeah, sure. And on, on, on Twitter as well. Got Udamed on Twitter. Good. So I will put anywhere all those information on the show notes so uh, that people can directly contact you. And if you have any question to Richard, so just uh, ping him on LinkedIn or maybe on any platform and uh, he will try to, uh, to provide his, uh, his best answer, answer to you. Uh, so, Richard, so it was really a pleasure to have you on this episode. Uh, really a lot of information. I hope that now it clarifies the situation uh, for the medical device industry uh, regarding Udamed delay. Uh, and I hope also that, uh, yeah, they will really uh, take it as a present and to start now their project or to continue their project. But I remember MDR is not delayed. I mean... Unless I got uh, missed any no. information at the day that uh, that the episode will go live, but for now MGR is not delayed and don't expect that for for the moment. Um, go, good. So Richard, thank you very much, and I wish you a nice day. Monair, thank you very much for having me on. I look forward to the next one. Great, thank you. Bye.